Hey guys, welcome to the Anchor Podcast where we talk about current events and the everyday life as Christians. And I have today with me, John, and you guys got me, Ricky, and this is the Anchor Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us today. We're very happy uh, to be talking to you guys, be communi- with, communicating with you guys. Who do we have around the table, Ricky? We got, um, well, I let them introduce themselves. Who wants to go first? Hey guys, uh, Matthew. Hey guys, I'm Alex. And those are the guys. Those yes, are the guys, the, the homies. Uh, we're going to talk about something that everybody goes through. I usually say this, you already know what the title is, so you already know what it is. We're going to talk about temptation. Uh, so, uh, Matthew, why don't you tell me some of your temptations, your biggest temptations? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I don't have to the fifth. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, so um, what is Temptations, guys? Let's just start it there. I wikipedia it. I already saw it. I can't so, answer So, okay. What do you guys think it is? What, do you guys, what would you guys say is Temptation? The urge to do something, whether it be wrong or good. I'm tempted to go get food. I'm tempted to go do... That's a, examples, you know? Eating food is better, what? No, but that's good. <laughs> you get me? Okay, what, what, what do you think temptation is, Matthew? Like, in your own words, I mean, we obviously all know what it is, but it's something hard to define sometimes. What do you think it is, Matthew? Mm, I agree with Alex, but I don't think temptations are good. I think temptations are, well, most of the time temptations are seen as, are seen as like, a negative thing. Damn, that was, that was profound, bro. Thank you. I wikipedia it. I'm professor. And it says, um, <laughs> we, uh, it says, the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. You're wise, bro. I am wise. What can I say? <laughs> um, however, in the Bible, the word temptation primarily... I found this on the internet, so I, I'm not that smart. Uh, den- denotes? 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 What? Denotes. Denotes a trial in which a man has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful to God. I like that. That's cool. Only secondarily does it sig- signify allurement or seduction to sin. It's interesting, you know? Um, I think we all go through temptation. I think everybody, this is something that is universal. And I think it's something that sometimes we don't talk about a lot because nobody likes to talk about the fact that we all struggle with sin. I remember when I got to this church, I thought it was amazing that Pastor Ron would just say like, you know, I have temptations too. That's not very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we're going to try and connect with you guys. Uh, obviously, we all struggle with specific sins or random sins or, or, or whatever. And we're going to First of all, just uh, answer some FAQs. What are FAQs, Alex? Frequently asked questions. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. Uh, what do you guys think are some frequently asked questions about temptation? <clears throat> what is temptation? I was just going to say temptation? that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was just going to say that as well. Is there anything else? No. Oh, my what God. Are temptations? What are temptations? What are some temptations? What are temptations? Where? Who is temptation? Damn. Why temptation? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you okay? <laughs> you figured it out. I like uh, it. I like it. I like it. You. That was good. That was good. Um, well, one of the ones that I wrote is, um, obviously, what is temptation? But does God tempt us? No. Why? Mm. What do you think, Matthew? Let's ask it. Do you think God tempts us? Damn. No, no, I don't think so. Yep, yep. Pastor um, Ricky, you think God tempts us? No, and there's there's a passage. There's a Bible verse. I think Alex, you brought it to the table in our previous meeting yes, to when we were preparing the podcast. Here's why God doesn't tempt us. Right. It says in James one twenty or 
James 1.13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Mm. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire mm. and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's really crazy. And you know what? Let's talk about this for a minute. I have the easy-to-read version. You guys want to know who brought me on to the easy-to-read version? <laughs> Matthew. Professor Matthew. Matthew. Professor yes. Matthew. What, never where, where, where are you a professor at, Matthew? Oh, Harvard. But I dropped out of Joint Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it, man. Yeah, we um, have dropouts. <laughs> the, the, the verse says in the easy to read version, it says, you, Your desires grow inside you until it results in sin. Then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death. I think that's something that's very true. About falling into sin. This week yeah. we're talking about temptation, but uh, next week we're going to talk about what to do when you fall into sin or whatever. But sin grows, you know, and it is that that snowball that is tumbling down and just goes bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, that's unfortunately just the way it is. You you give into the temptations, and the next time you want a little more. I think a, a great example. Or a great um, illustration of this is uh, one pastor from Mexico explained it to me this way. It's like the camel who was cold. Have you guys ever heard this expression? No. So there's a man uh, inside a tent, small tent, and the camel is outside. The camel pokes his head in the the tent and he says, hey, it's cold out here. Can I just put a a hoof inside, you know? And he's like, okay. And so the hoof goes in, right? And then he's like, hey, it's it's really cold. Can I put like my whole leg in? And that's how it goes. It goes until finally the man is outside and the camel is inside. And I feel like that's how the devil really works, though, in our lives. Like, it's just like, start with this, start with this. And then it's always a little more. It's always a little more. And, you know, you're not alone in these things. A lot of times, if you don't, you know, read your Bible correctly or if you don't, I don't know, hear sermons, you think that you're the only one that's going through temptations or, or, or through these struggles and you, and sometimes you go to church and you see people who who look like they don't have temptations i don't know if you guys have ever like experienced that but you know we all go through them jesus himself went through them and um let's keep talking about temptations for a little bit um what are the ways that our generation gets tempted drugs drugs nudes nudes speaking about technology technology that's a big old factor because everything's just at uh, arm's reach, you know? Like, everything, um, it's just there. Like, it's so easy to look up on your phone, hit up somebody, you know? Like, um, I'm not saying we're more tempted than the past generations, mm-hmm. but it's just different avenues, you know what I mean? Different things that we can fall into. And, you know, the devil keeps up with everything. You know, nothing's out of his, like, oh, I don't know how to use how to use that, you know? Like, um, so... Speaking about temptation, this is literally the first sermon or first subject I talked about in a sermon. This is the first thing I ever talked about. And one of the passages that stand out for me is um, 1 Peter verse, um, chapter 5, verse 8, and it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Hmm. So he's always on the prowl. Like, he's always looking, like, who to destroy, you know? And, like, speaking about this generation... And we're talking about technology, right? It's all around us. Like, literally all around us. There's nobody here that has not at least experienced technology. They might not have technology, but everybody has experienced it. They have seen something on TV. They have seen something on the... Dude, there's big old screens in Times Square. There's nothing that we can't see. There's nothing that we're, you know, 
um, kept from. You know, so our generation, I think one big factor is, um, you know, technology. Technology. Especially how it influences people, you know, mm-hmm. to act a certain way, to dress a certain way, to True. respond a certain way, being to politics, being to education, being to um, cultural customs, mm. you know, all of these things, you know, I, and I think, I, I just believe um, technology is a big one. That's, that's super interesting. Would you say that you can get tempted in almost every way through technology? Yeah. That's easy. crazy. It's crazy to think about that. So then, what would we say to somebody who gets tempted because of technology? Just be cautious of if it were to dive into specifics like social media. Mm. Like be cautious of who you follow. What they post. Even though it's interesting. Sorry to cut you off. Because if you guys remember our social media episode, we talked about it. Sometimes you don't even follow pages that are messed up or anything. And stuff will still pop up. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it could also come down to, um, you know, I don't believe in being extremist. You know, I'm not saying stop watching TV, stop doing all this. But, you know, coming to social media, I mean, you can give up a Twitter account. You know what I mean? Damn. You can give up an Instagram account if it's becoming that toxic. You know what I mean? Like, if you're mm-hmm. being influenced to the point of being tempted every day and falling into that temptation where you can take a step back, reflect, like, you know what? This isn't being beneficial to my life. You know, it's not easy, but it's easy to make the decision. You know what? This isn't right. Like, I like because first of all, you can text your family. You can text your friends for the people that you want to be in contact. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying, you know, if you can overcome it by not deleting it, all power to you, mm-hmm. you know, but if you take time to spend in prayer with God and be like, you know what, God, like speak to me right now. Like honestly, move my spirit right now to honestly, if this, you know, Twitter, um, Snapchat, um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, there's so many apps, there's so many things. If it's not being beneficial to me, let me just delete it, you know, because it's not easy to delete certain apps. I'm not going to lie. But I th- what do you guys think? you guys think that would be a necessary step to take? Yeah. I think if it becomes, like, super toxic and it's, like, taking over and controlling your life, then that's a different... That's definitely a step you should take. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, how many how many people do you think will actually take that step? If we're being realistic. Like, realistic? speaking about Out of the, 10? Not calling out names, but people that you know, mm-hmm. people that you have been around. Like, how, do you think... The majority of them would be like, you know what? I'm giving this up. Easy. Nah. <laughs> Not me. I don't think so. Why I'm going to call our names. I do it. All right. First one? No, nah, I'm just kidding. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think so. My follow-up question. Why do you guys think it's so hard? It's addicting. Social media is an addicting place. It's, yeah, it's been like Im, Im, implemented. Implanted. Embedded. Yeah. Embedded into our lives. Part of so our lives, young. Yeah. Even little kids on social media. Yeah. That's the crazy, crazy. thing. Like, literally, first thing we do when we wake up, you know, for us, that our anchor, we read our Bible first yeah, thing, you know. of course. But of course. other people, you know, like, from other churches, like, what do they do? Like Twitter, who hit me yeah. up, check Snapchat, check Insta, you know, text, like, checking texts and all these kind of things. I'm yeah. just joking. I'm not bashing on other people from churches and all that kind of stuff. But it's real, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing, like, who hit me up yeah, on, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what are those um, dating apps? Christian I, Mingo. Who hit me up on Christian Mingo? Like, I wrote okay. down dating apps. Just throwing that out there. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that better? We My, get into that too. Never mind. No, I was just saying because that's. But right. speaking of that, about that addictive aspect, like it's true. You know, like 
who hit me up on Snapchat. Like, it just takes over our mind. It takes over our life. Like, how many times have we opened up the Bible app? Like, let's be real. <sighs> how many times have we deleted the Bible app just to make space in our phone? Mm. I, have you, is that just you? Why are you studying? Why are you getting nervous right now? Dude? Oh, yeah, no, why are you sweating? Why are you sweating? <laughs> why are you sweating? <laughs> no, but it's like, it's, it's it, things that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, honestly, technology is my response. I know I went, like, I dove super into it. But what do you guys think? What's another avenue that you guys think our generation or the generation of technology struggles with? In terms of temptation? Go ahead, Matthew. I was going to say, <coughs> uh, I thought you meant, like, another way of temptation. Yeah, another way. Another, another way. way, Um, I think money. Money is a big bro. temptation. It is. It is because you can, like, a temptation is like earning money in a bad way. Mm. Really? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Elaborate. How do, like, how do you earn? How do you earn money? How do I earn money? No, I don't. I don't earn money. You know, Jesus blesses me every day. Yeah, I think that's a, another huge temptation. Money. Just money. taking the easy way out. Taking the easy Spe- way out. Talking about uh, making money. Not the correct way. Yeah. You know. What or I mean? just like. Like um, becoming a workaholic, or you becoming a, yeah, or, or that as well. Becoming a workaholic, like two sides to it, two sides, two dualities. Like, yeah, money is the root to all evil. Do you believe that it's true? John? Oh, it says it in the Bible. I believe in the Bible, so yeah. That's a great answer. I lobbed you up at Ali Up. I just was waiting for you to dunk it down, buddy. Yeah. That's yeah. in um, Revelations nineteen twenty, right? <laughs> just we'll take a moment to pray for Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I definitely agree with Matthew. You know, especially like. We know our demographic of people who listen to this are people who are like late teens, early young adults or whatever. Mostly people who are barely starting to work or have been working only for a couple years maybe. And it's like you start seeing that you can win money. And mm-hmm. as somebody who has worked in Mexico and in here, in here, California, like here it's so different because here in California, like time is literally money. Mm-hmm. Like, the more time you invest in your job, the more money you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And that's tempting because you start trying to give yourself the life that, going back to what Pastor Ricky said, social media shows you. Because everybody's showing their cars, mm-hmm. you know, like, dirty red Mustangs and stuff like that. <laughs> or, uh, uh, dang, what's David's car? Uh, Subaru. Subarus, whatever, you know. And and then you want that stuff. Yeah. You want that stuff. So you try and work to get that life, <laughs> those shoes, that, that, that clothing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is tempting. I think I think that was a really good answer. Money, money is a really good answer. It is tempting to everybody. Um, women, yeah, men, yeah. What for the girls? For the oh, girls? Okay, okay, girls okay. For the girls? For the girls? Or even men for the guys? I mean, that's a reality that we should talk about. I mean, yeah. something that people struggle with, and mm-hmm. girls with girls, and all these kind of things. Like, I think that's one of the things that you know we're we tend to push people away mm. because. Like, right now, everybody got quiet. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, in that sense, like, if somebody is struggling with that, they're not going to want to share that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy that you brought that up because let's get real. You know, there is that temptation. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we have to say, you know, is that, you know, we're here to guide. We're here to help. You know, we're here to say that, you know, there's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing that, you know... That chain can be broken in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, that 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 tendency, all these kind of things, you know. Um, so, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Might have said it as a joke, but it's true, you oh, know. Yeah, Alex, true. anything? Something? Another temptation? Oh, yeah, like I said, mentioned earlier, uh, drugs, party. Mm, drugs, party. That's a big, that's a big temptation, especially, like, 
in the teens, mm-hmm. like high school. I even as far as middle school goes. That's yeah. true. That's I think that's where like. I warned my little brother like when he was getting into middle school like look you're gonna see some things and people are gonna offer you some things just know like this is this isn't the way to go you know the word mm-hmm. of God you know so like don't do that but I definitely think drugs is probably and alcohol yep it's a big temptation a big thing yep I feel like those kind of like go hand in hand nowadays yeah. and it's crazy because we can mention them lightly you know sometimes I feel like like uh me personally as a preacher i can say like oh you know the world is tempting you to do drugs and alcohol but when somebody falls down that rabbit hole it is so tough it is so tough it destroys yeah. your life families marriages relationships like it is so tough for something that is is not smart to do it you know there's obviously so many cons about it but yet why do, it's funny how it works how smart the devil is like pastor Ricky was saying He's he's like a a, a lion because like we everybody grows up knowing all the negatives about mm-hmm. doing drugs and not, but yet a lot of people fall into that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. So you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes I'm kind of just plugging this in here that we all think is I can handle the temptation. You know, yeah. I can uh, I can say no. I know how to say no. You know, I know I know myself. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go that far. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's funny. It's true. It's, yeah, it's very true. Um, that's what that's a big part about temptation, you know. Um, so, if there isn't any other temptations, I think we can move on to um, how do we deal with temptations? Or, I mean, obviously, the thing about temptations is that everyone has a different temptation at different times and different situations. So there's no like one way of like one big tip that oh this will help you in any situation, but um, we got together for you guys, and we, we came up with uh, just kind of some tips. Um, Matthew brought up the first verse, uh, and, and what, the first tip we want to give you guys is is um, select your situation. So um, as soon as Matthew's ready with the verse, he's going to read it. He's just putting out my Bible app. Downloading it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm Christian. I don't have my Bible app. Um, so here's the verse. It's Proverbs 12, 26. Um, good people are careful about choosing their friends. But evil people always choose the wrong ones. This is super important. This is super hardcore. Because one of the things, at least my students, my students from BYM, are very bad at picking friends. I'm not going to lie. BYM, you guys are horrible. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But um, a lot of my teens are really... Make rules! Oh, my God. Just kidding. But a lot of my kids are really bad at picking friends. And... I'll, I'll remember specifically, I know this person doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can tell the story. I'm not going to say the name, though. This person was having a lot of trouble. So I met up with them, and, and we were just talking, and and, um, and I was like, honestly, like, I think it's your friends. Like, you should definitely stop hanging out with these friends. Got mad at me. Super mad at me, this person. And didn't, didn't um, decide to change their friends. And then stuff led to other stuff and whatever. But... It's not easy, you know, especially when we're, we're in that spot because I think all of us, God created all of us to try and be social and try and want to be accepted and, and try and want to have friends. And there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes we're so needy for that feeling that we'll just hang out with whoever. This is a big one. I think um, especially because your friends take you to places. 
or your friends do stuff, you know, and, and whatever. And it goes back to what we said earlier about don't think that you can withstand the temptation because it's very tough. Comments, lads. That is very true. Pick your friends wisely because they're a, they're a big, they, they can be a big influence in your life. I think they are, right? I, I think we can say, like, your friends Without will always influence your life. Without yeah. a doubt. But do you think, like, the the region or area has anything to do with the, with the type of friends people pick? Like, like you're in the hood or something? Like you yeah, grew up in the hood? like the demographic, you know? Well, I mean, I, I don't... Regardless, you can still choose good friends. That's what I'm but saying. There's bad friends anywhere yeah, and everywhere. Anywhere, yeah. okay. And there's good friends everywhere. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you can't be like... Especially, you know, um, if you grew up in the point of view of, like, um, you know, growing up in the faith, being instructed on these kind of things, of course it comes to the fact that you make your own decisions. But if your parents straight up tell you, don't hang out with them, and you've been raised in a household that, you know, like, okay, I'm going to listen to my parents. You know, but then there's also that aspect that, like, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in Orange, Anaheim. I went to an elementary school in Orange. All white kids, right? Does that mean that they're all, like, good people? Mm-hmm. Nah, dude, there was a girl in fifth grade. I was in third grade. She was in fifth grade selling drugs at school. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter your um, status in life. It doesn't matter your position. There's always going to be bad influence anywhere and everywhere, you know? So, um, maybe the demographics and the region... Neighborhood you might be, it might be what you're exposed to the most. Mm-hmm. That could be something. But I believe that, you know, everywhere and anywhere, bad or good friends. Yeah, it's in true. us that makes the decision, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's what you were going to say, that's right? What I want, that's what I was trying to get, like, across. But, you know, Ricky elaborated on it well. Very I, nice. too, am a professor now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to add something to that, Alex? Professor. What? Professor? Professor? No, you gotta tune into my lectures on Zoom. Oh my gosh. I think um, it's interesting because God gives us the choice of who are like He lets you choose. Mm-hmm. So you choose who your friends are. Free will. Free will. Even Jesus had bad friends. If you think about it, that's interesting. Elaborate. Like Peter. Judas. Straight up denied that <laughs> Judas. Yeah. Jesus had bad friends. Doesn't matter who you are. Or where you are, like you said. Where my work, you said. Doesn't matter where you are, who you are. There's good and bad friends. That's yeah, crazy. Actually, that's, you know, you know, they're they're humans. But they made mistakes, and Jesus knew his plan. He knew everything that was gonna happen. Peter became one of the great men in the Bible. You know, but when you speak about that, we can talk about how church, even there and then, we're exposed to bad friends. Mm-hmm. Even in church, there's bad friends. Yep. If you're yep. being, if we're being completely honest, yeah. You know. if, if we're just repeating <laughs> what I say, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm professor. I think I said it better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it, you know, like people come with their kids, come with their, you know, people um, with their children. That you know, what I want to expose them to a good community. I want to expose them to people from church, thinking that they're going to make amazing, spiritual, healthy friends, and they come and be corrupted even more. I'm not saying that's the that's the occasion all the time, right? But to reality, that's why, you know, one of the biggest mistakes, I'm not going to say this. One thing that I've seen tend to happen is that, you know, some parents come and just dump their kids at church. Mm, yeah. 
Like, oh, teachers, teach my kids how to read the Bible. Teach them how to follow the Bible. Teach them how to make friends. Teach them how to do this. And it's like, no, first of all, you're the one that's going to instruct your children in the Word of God. That is your responsibility. You know what I mean? And um, it's just crazy to even think about and talk about that. You know, sadly, you're going to have to teach your kids, like, you know what, even in church, because some people even think, like, oh, he went to a Christian high school, Christian school. Oh, he's, he's an amazing person, he or she. When they can also be exposed to horrible things there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes down to it, anywhere and everywhere, bad or good, it's in you to make the decision. You know, and it's your parents' responsibility to see how they have instilled the word of God in you. So that when it comes to it, you can make the right decision. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, it all comes down to your own personal relationship with Christ. I think it's, you know, if you've been thinking about the friends you have, if your parents have been telling you about the friends you have, I think maybe God is trying to speak to you. And uh, if you haven't already turned off the podcast, I, I think, you know, just pray about it. And really think about what you get out of these relationships that you have. Um, there's a lot of bad people out there disguised as friends. So just be careful with that. But choose your friends wisely is a good place to help you prevent a lot of temptations. Uh, the next one is change the situation. Once you've seen, like, you know, I, 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 I always say this. And when God helped me realize this, um, I was very thankful to him. Um, everything happens in our head first. The temptation goes through our brain and we decide to sin in our head first. Before you do anything in your mind, you, you, you like you flip the switch and um, you decided to, to sin. So make the decision. I think, and I, I feel like this is the fourth time I've said this in a podcast, but Pastor Ronald always says that um, he doesn't accept people who are trying to change in his uh, counseling sessions until they've decided they want to change. Because uh, until then, we're just going to be um, living that double life that we talked about like last week. Make the decision. It all happens in your mind first. Um, and that also goes into like keeping your mind clean. You know, if I would have been smarter, I would have probably prepared a verse for this because there's verses in the Bible about being sober minded and being, you know, thinking about pure things and all these things to help you, you know, make the right decision. It's all like everything goes in your head first. Um, you decide when you're going to do something. Nobody. I, don't, I mean, I don't believe anybody forces you to do anything. You're the one that decides at the end of the day. I actually have a verse. Okay, read it. So please. when I preached on about temptation, I don't know if you guys remember it. I talked totally. about how um, how Jesus was tempted, mm. right? Even Jesus himself was tempted the by the devil himself. Yes. And um, he came out to the point where you know Jesus was at the desert and he was hungry, starving, fasting, of course. And there was like, hey, if you're God, turn these stones into bread. Into bread. You're God, right? You must be hungry, you know. And um, Jesus, as all of us should, respond, react. With the word of God. You know what I'm saying? What did Jesus say? It's in Matthew 4, 4. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And what is that? What is that for us? What's the word of God? The Bible. The Bible. So when you're being confronted, when you're about to be tempted, when you're in this situation, if you have fed yourself, your mind, the way to react, if you have prepared yourself on how to react and who's the one guiding your decisions and emotions if you've been reading your bible are you going to make the right decision is it more probable to make the right decision if you've been reading your bible than if you haven't been reading the bible you know what i'm saying yeah because like you said it all starts in the mind 
what's fueling your mind? What are you feeding to your mind? Is it everything that you're seeing on Twitter? Is it everything that your family is saying? Is it everything that your friends are saying? Is it everything that the media is saying? Is it everything the news, the TV, all these influencers that are in the social medias, mm-hmm. YouTube, are you guys following that or are you following what the word of God says? And I'm not, of course, saying disrespect your parents because your parents are your parents and, your, and the word of God says you shall honor your mother and your father. Have that you is a life. commandment. Mm-hmm. But what is feeding your mind? What's feeding your emotions? What's feeding your decisions? What are you going to react on? How are you going to react on? Who are you basing your decisions on? And when it comes to it, what are we fueling ourselves with? It should be with the Word of God. Yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, I like See? That. Preach, uh, Professor Ricky. I mean, never Pastor Ricky. Thank you. Don't ever call that when you're off the show. Yeah, I'm a dropout. Respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to go back to school. Skill is important. Um... Change the situation. Make a decision. You know how long, how much longer do you want to live that way? Um, to throw out another Bible story, there was a man who was, um, who was obviously it's a different situation, but he was sick, and God said, "Do you want to be well?" You know, God asks us that every day when we're tempted. Do you want to be well, do you, or do you want to stay the same in your sins and in your situations? Um, that's tip number two. What was tip number one, Alex? Tip number one. Did I was it? I don't know if that one fell upon me. Did it fall upon me? No, it's fine though. But uh, select your situation. No, it's fine. It's cool. It's oh, fine. <laughs> I thought it was something that I had read. I'm sorry. Yeah, select your situation. You were about to say that. Well, number two it. though. I was just about to say it. No, because it didn't fall upon me. It fell upon me. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Was Change. Was number two. Was number two. Faster, Ricky. Change the situation. Duh. And number three. What's number three? Number three is refocus your attention. Uh, Ricky, you brought a really good verse for this one. Um, This one's really good. I think this is a really important one. Sometimes we're so stressed out, like, I don't want to fall into the sin. I don't want to fall into the sin. And we're thinking about not falling into the sin instead of trying to focus on, like, Christ or on or on other things. You, you got, are you ready, Ricky? I'm almost done downloading the Bible app. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So it says in Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says, Such a large crowd of witnesses is all around us. Um, Hebrews 12, 1? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. My bad. Different versions. Different version. That's what it is. You know what? It's because I'm not reading my version version. You're reading. You live in translation. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, mm. and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. That's right. Let us run with endurance. Um, but the English version, the easy but the to easy read. to read version says, uh, "We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down, and the mm. sin that so often makes us fall." Damn. A little simpler for you know people that don't understand it out there. Um, I think that's good. You know, we gotta focus on on the Lord and, and focus on the fact that. You know, I think, okay, I, I'm, 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 uh, we're going to talk about something real quickly, okay? So, I don't know what you guys think about this illustration. Uh, and I didn't bring it up in our meeting previously to this because I want to see your guys' honest reaction. Okay. Okay. I'm in Mexico, right? Yes. And they're like, okay. And this dude brought out like this, um, it's like a cobija. I don't know what the word is, but it's like a cobija, right? You guys blanket? know? A blanket? It, yeah. <laughs> it's because it was in Mexico. So, <laughs> so, so it's a cobija. Mexican mine right now. Mexican blanket. Um. And then he's like, every time you sin, it's like you make a hole in it. And then he cut, right? And he's like, but it's fine because God comes and he fixes the hole. And then he showed like, uh, he, he like, he didn't sew it on, but it was like a Velcro thing. And he put on this like other colored blanket over that little square, right? And then he was like, it's fine, but you know, 
like that's what life is when you're falling to sin. But sometimes I don't think it is because Christ already died for us, right? So and He made us holy. You know what I mean? He redeems us. He redeems Makes us, us. New. right? So that's not a good analogy, right? He has this thing. Exactly. And here's the thing, though. When we fall into temptation or when we have temptation, we feel so bad and we feel dirty. And we should. But don't let that think that God doesn't love you. You got to focus on God. You know, today I was reading about the grace of God. And it was so, it's so nice to have that God that died for us and redeemed us. And, and he's with us and he helps you. So always try and focus on God. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, when you're in the temptation, focus on God. Mm-hmm. And... um Remember that God is watching you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what your kids are doing, God's always there with you. <laughs> listening to the podcast. What are they doing? Um, last one. So, what was number one, Alex? Uh, choose your your <laughs> your fighter. I'm <laughs> 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 no, just kidding, bro. I, I I like to give them a hard time. Select the situation. Same thing, dude. Choose your settings. Select the situation. Call of Duty. Yeah, dude. Like a setting, like place where you're at, man. <laughs> Select the situation, change the situation, refocus your attention. Refocus. And the last one uh, is use your willpower. Second um, Timothy one seven says, "The spirit God gave us does not make us afraid. His spirit is the source of power and love and self control." God has already given you what you need to defeat your temptation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's crazy to think. That's crazy to think. Because we sometimes feel like our temptations and our sins and, you know, for some people, the addictions and the habits or whatever are so big and so tough to to beat. But the Lord has already given you self-control. I'll never forget one time we were in men's camp, right? You all know pastor sometimes he's kind of a savage, right? Kind of. Kind of. Um, So so we were all in a circle. What's that? I want to be like him. You are him. You're his son. Sweetest thing you've ever said. Oh, <laughs> you guys heard it here first. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. That's good. Um, and and some dude was like, um, some of my, I really don't remember who it was, so I can't say the name. Maybe but, I'll remember. Can I say it? <laughs> uh, and this uh, this dude was like, um, the pastor was like, what do we need to pray for? And he was like, oh, for for willpower, for dominio propio was the thing. Pastor went on a rant after that. God already gave you dominio propio. Like, you already have that. That's not something you need to pray for because the Word of God says if you have the Holy Spirit, you have willpower. Mm. So, that's a very... That's that's, I feel bad for that. If I know, it's probably, I was just asking for willpower. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got the spot like that. Oh, man. Poor guy. It was me. Ricky's like, dude, that hermano's so dumb. Like, how would you ask that stupid no, question? No, I'm just saying, I feel bad. Oh, you're an idiot. What an idiot ask that. John's like, that's a savage. God already gave us willpower, as I, I know, learned. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so we already have what it takes to defeat these temptations. Um, I think we're just going to end with one verse. And I think it would be cool if Ricky read it. Ricky, you, you know it by memory already, but it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'm saying it off the top of my mind. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm reading it off the Bible. I'm just kidding. I'm not a liar. All the time. Just kidding. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure Brother or sister or person who is listening to this, um, 
the Bible tells you that you have what it takes to endure your temptation, mm-hmm. to defeat it. Um, pray to the Lord for strength. Um, keep your mind clean. Make decisions. Change your friends. And um, I just want to tell you that, you know, you have what it takes to, to, to defeat your temptation. Next week, we're going to be talking about what to do if you fall into sin. And um, I just want to ask Matthew if he could pray in, in the closing prayer. Okay. Uh, oh, you want me to pray? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be passing out, guys. Just kidding. Uh, God, thank you guys you know, for this beautiful day you've given us. Um, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this word that John given us. You know, everyone deals with temptation. And, you know, if you ever feel like you're alone dealing with these temptations, just know you're not alone. God's there. You know, focus yourself into God and, you know, you will become, you know, victorious over whatever you're dealing with. And Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. God See you guys y'all. next time. Hey, guys. Amen.